you will, bow with, bow with me. Dear God, we come to you now. And dear God, we just ask you that you just allow us to hear your message this morning, dear Lord. And uh, give us the strength and the encouragement, endurance to, to go out and live it. And dear Lord, just uh, push our pride away, push our motives away and our agendas. And, and just let us come to you fresh and uh, just allow us to um, just accept, accept your word in a way that, that will transform us. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I got a, a text from, from Rafi this week, and he was telling me that uh, you got to entitle your sermon, um, Hindsight is 2020. So that was a, I thought that was a, I thought that was a pretty good one. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to talk to you today. We've been talking about foundational subjects, and I'm going to continue on through this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of tailor make this one to the first sermon of the year. And uh, last year, we, we kicked off the year as a proclaiming that we were going to be a church of impact. And um, little did we know what, what was about to face us. And I know that, uh, that your story for 2020 is uh, probably kind of like mine. Um, you know, you thought things were going pretty good. And then um, around March... You know, the whole world seemed to fall apart, and then we entered into this new kind of deal where every day was a new, new change, a new requirement, a uh, different fear, different scare. Um, then the old ones were no, then yes, then new information and, and um, contrasting information and competing information at some point, and then you throw in all the other stuff that was scheduled already for this year, and, uh, you know, just a can be a tough year and then you throw in um, you know businesses slow down and, and shut down and people got laid off and and some never came back some are coming back slowly puts a financial strain usually on people who are already straining financially and so we uh, we want you to is that better so we we uh, we want you to um, to kind of put your uh, put your in a, in a reflective mode and um, just kind of think about um, which way do you want me to stand all right I'll be right here okay thanks okay so um, but this is a this is going to be a, a, a different kind of sermon because we're going to take we're, we're going to take the subject and we're going to review on it and then we're going to take the same subject and um, we're going to own it. All right. So the sub, so 2020 rough year. Um, you know, for me personally, sitting at a at a ball game at the Elder Holiday Tournament, and, and my wife notices uh, uh, something physically about me that I've been hiding from her for 18 months, and then we start a process, and then you know, um, diagnosis happens for me, change, medicines, all you know. My, same thing for you guys. I'm sure you've uh, um, had things like that happen. And anybody who lived through 2020 was burdened in some kind of way. Had to be. Had to be some kind of burden that hit you. And if, you, um, if you're lucky, then you just had some kind of burden because somebody else was burdened. But for most of us, there were burdens that hit us personally, um, either health-wise, financially, spiritually, 
emotionally, a loved one, or in some cases, all the above. And when you think about how the excitement that we had in the other um, auditorium, we were getting ready to open a new, you know, refurbished sanctuary, ready to go, ready to spend a new year, ready to, to you know, go out and do the ministries that we had planned. And then all of a sudden the COVID hit and, and things changed. And then it just seems like the burdens just kept piling up. All right. So 2020 was definitely a year of burdens. So what we really, what I really want you to understand, okay, is that um, it's okay to be burdened. It's okay to feel burdened. Um, in fact, God appointed us, and he tells us that life is going to be burdensome. Right after the sin, the original sin, in Genesis 3, he says, Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall live. You shall, you shall exist in toil, in hard work, the sweat of your brow. Okay, everything that you do will be hard. In fact, even coming into life, will be painful and through burden. And, and we often talk about how life can become a burden or how people can become a burden on us. And um, we think about all the, the, the differences that we have with people and then that can become a burden. So, but one thing that we need to understand is that sin cursed this world. And because of that, we are now appointed to deal with burdens. And sometimes, here's the, here's the, you know, this is the hard pill to swallow. And, and I take 22 of them a day, so here's the, hard, here's the hardest pill that you'll ever have to swallow, is that most of your burdens are self-appointed. If you look at some of your troubles and some of the troubles that you have in relationships or some of the troubles that you have financially or if you take a hard look at your marriage or the difficulties you have with family or friends and if you take an honest and this is this is where I have been the last year last especially last several months is uh, you know there have been people that I have gotten sideways with and in you know, at some point it was hard to stay in a room with them, work with them, even, even come to an agreement. Sometimes we would be in agreement and still fighting. <laughs> like we were, we were fighting to agree with each other. And, and, that, and that can happen. And, and, and I have a personality that, that, you know, once I decide something, that, that's the way it is. But here, here's where I really had to have a hard look at myself. And I have to do this on a daily basis is when I look at the broken relationships in my life and I look at some of the burdens that are placed on my life, I have to, I have to look in the mirror and say, hey, how much of this problem is caused by you, Aaron P. Phelps? And when, when, when I have to answer that, generally I have to answer that most of it is my fault. And the burdens that are on my, or I'm dealing with in my life, they're not all my fault, but... A majority of them, I've caused them myself. And so I've tried to pray to become a person that I could reach out to someone that I have had trouble with and, and just own it and say, you know what? I was wrong. You know, 
let's let's cure this or you you look at you look at a problem you look at a financial issue in your life and you have to say I'm causing my own finance, you know, it's not my boss who's not paying me enough, and it's not the economy, and it's not the politicians, you know, it's me. There's something wrong with me, and, and I'm causing this. So generally, we are appointed to have burdens, but the problem and the issue that we compile is that, yeah, there, there are going to be burdens, but we throw burdens on top of burdens, all right? And Sometimes these burdens are, are in our lives so that we can receive discipline and that we can learn. Um, Hebrews says, for whom the Lord loves, if he loves you, then you will be burdened. So if you have burdens in your life, that's evidence that God loves you. And he scourges every son whom he receives. All right. So that is the, to, to, the idea is that the burden is not for us to sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. Okay, the burden is that we, that we learn from our mistakes and that we progress. In fact, that's biblical theology. It's called sanctification. Once you become a Christian, then you are declared righteous. You are, your sins are wiped away. You are covered by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And then it says there that you are justified. You are declared innocent. And then you are sanctified, which means that you are made into a saint and then the process of, uh, sanct of sanctification is throughout the rest of your life. It's called the Christian walk, all right? And that is that every time a burden, a trial, a tribulation comes into your life, you should handle it in a way that the Bible calls you to and that the Lord leads you through the gift of the Holy Spirit that you're supposed to be building a relationship in your heart with. And then when you get through the trial and the tribulation or whatever the burden is in your life, you should be stronger. And in fact... In some of the cases, the relationships that, that I have gone and said, hey, I was wrong, please forgive me. I don't, I don't expect you to forgive me. There's, you know, I don't know if I would forgive me, but please forgive me. When those things happen and they happen correctly, sometimes the relationship is stronger after the problem. It's as, as if the problem helped us get stronger and closer together. And that is because things that are tested and things that are put through the fire, you know, it only makes them stronger. It strips away all the fakeness and all the stuff like that. And so sometimes if you're in a place where you're, where there is a burden, the hope is that you can get through that and it can end up becoming some of your greatest strengths due to the burden that you got through. All right. So here's another Burdens are personal, all right? And this one kind of hit home for me, I, lest I should be exalted above measure, abundance of revelation. This is Paul speaking personally. He said, a thorn was given to me in my flesh. We don't really, he never, you know, expounds on that. Most people say it was his blindness. Uh, most people say this and that, I don't know. Other people say it was the, you know, the, the guilt of Stephen, whatever. Whatever it was, it was something that he did not want to live with. And he asked God three times, take this away from me. And all three times God said, nope, my grace is sufficient for in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. And sometimes we forget that when we struggle and when burdens are put into our lives, these are personal. But here's the thing. 
if we get through them correctly, that is that we rely on Jesus Christ in his grace. Now, this one hit me kind of hard because I, I am someone who has tried to, to will my way through life and, and you know, put, put something on me. I'll, yeah, I'll get it done. I'll, I'll push through. You know, I won't sleep. I'll, I'll, I'll do, you know, work harder. I'll work harder than anybody else, whatever. Okay. And then sometimes God places a burden in your life when you just be like, I, I, there's nothing, there's nothing I can do. It's only going to get worse. And, you know, every day is a, a new adventure. And at some point you just have to kind of like give up and say, you know what? I, I can't cure this. I, I can't, I can't control this and there's no way that I can win. And so the only way I'm going to get through this is to virtually give up and take the burden and say, it's, it's, it's yours. I have to rely on your strength and your grace. And sometimes those are the times when you come through, you know, the, the way the Bible plans you and wants you to get through it. And you get to a place that provides peace and contentment that you couldn't get to if you willed yourself through it on your own. And so I, I'm, just, I'm just asking you to reflect on some of the burdens that you're dealing with this morning and, and get, down in, get down into some of those personal burdens that, are, that you feel like that are just you. And I, I'm telling you that if you can get to a place to where you, you just almost surrender it all, I mean, and, and, and I know we say that, we sing, you know, we sing the songs and stuff, but, but I'm here to tell you that if you can truly, truly surrender something to God, I, I'm telling you, there's strength, there's peace, and there's contentment that comes out of that that you have never experienced in any other way. And, some, and, and sometimes it takes several times you know, for me, several knocks on the head to finally get to the place to where you say, I, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't affect this. You know, I, I, I can work out as many times as I want. I can, I can lift as much weights as I want, but, you know, it's not, it's not helping. I, something, something else is wrong. And at some point, you, gotta, you just got to just say, I, I, I can't do it. And then, and then here's the other thing is that, you know, once, once, once you do that, then you give up then you give up the, the stress on your soul because now you've got peace and grace in your soul. And then that helps you throughout all the other burdens that are going on in your life. And it's a remarkable kind of way that happens when, when that domino falls, how all the other dominoes and burdens in your life seem to be affected by that one simple act. And then it becomes, it becomes kind of the the turning point in your life to where you can look back and say that's when I really understood what it meant to give up and to let Jesus Christ handle it all right so 2020 was a year of burdens and here if you remember last year what we talked about is we prayed and and we made a commitment to be pe uh, people of impact and little did we know the restraints and the and, and the Problems and, and all the, um, you know, the, the walls that would be put up in front of us that we'd have to crawl over and bust through to actually impact our communities. But I feel like we did impact our community in the best way that we can. We still preach the gospel here. We still get out. We uh, baptized 
um, seven, five new members. We, you know, backpack giveaway. We gave Thanksgiving dinners away. We gave Christmas baskets away. We gave Christmas presents to those in need. Um, we are, our, our uh, benevolence, fund, benevolence fund is working daily to help people who uh, are just trying to get by and to struggle. And so, I mean, it is, uh, I feel like with God's grace and God's guidance that, you know, for the year that 2020 was, we made an impact, all right? And it was a, beer, a year of burdens. It was a year of burdens. And if you're honest with yourself, you dealt with burdens in 2020, okay? So this year, it's, I, I'm asking you to take this year and make it a transformational year. Because last year we dealt with burdens that were poured on us. And this year we want to make it a year for burdens that are poured in us. And here's what I mean by that, okay? We all suffer. If you're a Christian, you're going to suffer. And it says, those who desire to live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. It has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Okay? So here is the first thing that we need to understand is that as Christians, we are going to suffer. We don't escape it. It will happen to us. Christians get sick. Christians die. Christians deal with stuff. They have financial hits. They do, they, you know, they get sideways with people. It happens, all right? Here's the other thing. If we do it right, and if we accept the things that in our lives and we can give them away, then we can truly grow as a church. It says when they had preached the gospel, it says, and there's that last line, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So the path this year we just know and understand that there are going to be burdens that are placed in our path. All right? There are going to be obstacles that we have to overcome. There are going to be things that are going to look different. The world has changed. How we come out of this, no one really knows. But we will come out of this. And if we do it right, and if we surrender it to the will of God, and we surrender everything and place it into Jesus' hands then I'm here to tell you that we can be stronger as a church than had COVID or whatever never hit us before. If we do it right. Just like in your own personal life, when you deal with those burdens and tribulations, and you do it the way the Bible calls you to do it, and you make up with somebody, and that relationship ends up being stronger after the trouble than it was before the trouble, it's almost as if the trouble is what made you come together stronger. But it was the way that you came out of the trouble that made you stronger. Okay? So we're going through the burden right now. We're not meeting. We have all, you know, we all have, I'm looking at the, the ones that are here in fa face masks and you got to wear gear, all that stuff. Okay? I get it. We are going to come out of this at some point. All right? In some way. What it looks like, we don't really know. But what we have to do, and this is, this is the what, what, we're, what I'm, I'm praying that you guys will, will buy into is that if we come together, if we come together and we open ourselves up in such a way that says, you know, dear Lord, 
yeah, there's been a horrible thing hit this world and, and people are dying and, and yet you can't, you, you can't talk about some of that stuff. It, it just hurts your soul. I mean, it's, the stories are terrible and people have seen terrible things, all right? But if we come together and we pray and we empty ourselves and we say, hey, you fill us with what you need to give us and take my agenda and move it away and place your agenda in my heart Take my will and kill it. And then you fill me with your will. And we do that unitedly as a church and we pray unitedly. Then we can come out of this ordeal, this burden, and we can be stronger as a church and more impactful as a church than had COVID ever not ever hit. If we do it right. And that's what it says right there. And, it, and then here's, here's one of the... You know, this is one of the craziest things that you ever have to preach is that we are supposed to rejoice through all of this. Okay? And sometimes that's hard to that's hard to wrap your mind around when people are hurting and there's so many people in distress and you know and dying and, and, and on the you know on ventilators and, and, and all that. It's just it's just hard to 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 think about this. But we are we are people who are living in, with a living hope. Because this world is not our home. Okay, we're just here for a short time, and then we're going to heaven to spend eternity with God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, and all of our loved ones. Okay, and so James says you should count it joy. You should be thankful when you actually fall into burdens. All right, and not only that, but we glory in tribulations is what Paul wrote in Romans. And then... You think, well, how, how can that be? How can that be? Well, let me, let me bring this to you, okay? And, and I'm going to finish up here real quick, quickly. All right. Burdens are terrible. Burdens are tough. Burdens can, you know, break families. They can, they can hurt people. Bur burdens are tough. 2020 taught us that, all right? But here's the, here's the transformation that, here's the, here's the biblical understanding of burdens that we need to do to connect the dot here, all right? Our salvation was brought to us because Jesus Christ bore our burdens. He took our burdens and he made them his own. And then he took his righteousness and made it my, gave it to me, just like he did for each and every one of you. And then he took those burdens and nailed them to the cross and put them to death. Our burdens, our sins have all been put to death in our salvation, our very salvation, our eternal salvation was brought through the greatest burden ever experienced so at a doctrinal level at a theology a theological level burden is at the baseline okay jesus christ bore our burdens we were healed through his burdens we were made even though we were a burden he took 
our burden and died for us. And he loved us even though we were a burden. And our ability to love is not because we loved him first, but because he took our burden and he loved us regardless of who you are. All right? So salvation comes through burdens. I need, and I need you to hang with me real quick here, okay? So salvation comes through burdens. Burdens are at the very foundational level of theology. And then we are called to be Christ-like. That's why we call ourselves Christians. The original moniker Christians was not, it, it wasn't a self-given name. It was what they called us because they were making, they were denigrating us because we were followers of someone who died on a cross as a criminal. And then we accepted that in glory and said, yes, we are Christians. And our call is that we are to be Christ-like. So if Jesus Christ is someone who took burdens and accepted burdens of others, then it's our ministry, and the Bible says if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And then here's this, here's this line here that has probably a million different theological meanings. It's so laced. It says, and pick up his cross daily. Now, what does that mean? Well, what was the cross that Jesus picked up? It was the cross that was filled with every burden, every sin, every sorrow, every grief, every pain, every tear, every broken promise, every hurt that mankind from the beginning to the end ever experienced or gave out. It was all on that cross. Can you imagine how heavy the burden of that cross was. Isn't that amazing? That's why the Son of God was sent to pick up that cross and carry it up Calvary and die on it. No angel could do it. No superhuman could do it. Only Jesus Christ could bear the burden of the cross. That's it. And because of his ability to bear that burden, our burdens are gone. Okay, and if we are, if we are to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, then we have to be people of burdens. Now, you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying don't go out and, and, and feel sorry for yourself and say the world's falling in. I'm talking about getting a burden for other people. We are surrounded by loss. We are surrounded by people going without. We are surrounded by people who are, are they have no way of living a, a, a lot. I mean, sometimes the, when, when I go in and, and do visits, um, sometimes the dynamics that are going on inside of the house, I, I, can't, even, I can't even connect the dots. And, and, and you know, and, you know I, I've got half-brothers and stepdads and stepmom. I, I'm there too, okay? And, you know, me and, me and my cousin married siblings. So we got all kinds of stuff going on in our family tree. All right. So, but here, here's, here's the thing is that we are surrounded. We, we are surrounded by burdens. And if we're not careful, all we do, and in, in it's, it's our nature, is that we make burdens selfish and self-centered. 
And it's easy for me. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, I bear my soul to you. What do they say? It, it's good for the soul. I, I, I have to repent is because sometimes when I get up in the morning, I'm just thinking about how, how's Aaron feel? What's he going to do? We, you going to go to the gym, bud? You getting up? You going to go to the gym? Or, or, or are you just going to lay here like a log and, and then go in? Or, you know, what? It's, it's easy to get self-consumed. Okay? And, and then when something hurts, you're like, oh, that hurts. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. All right. But what happens is the burdens get selfish and it distracts us. And then we become self-centered about our burdens. And I'm telling you, that's okay. Give them up. Pray about it. All right. We all got burdens. But here's, here's what we need to do is as Christians, we have to take on the burdens of other people. We have to pray for the lost. If you got people and friends who are lost and they don't know the love of Jesus Christ, then you should be fervently praying without ceasing that their soul will meet Jesus Christ as their Savior. And then all this sickness and stuff going around, we should be down on our hands and knees every spare minute that we have, praying that people are going to be healed, praying that this, this will be removed from us or whatever. We, we worship a God who can do great things. And it, sometimes we limit him. We put a ceiling on what he can do. And we get exactly what we asked for. But we need to be people of burdens. And in fact, it says that we're supposed to bear up one another's burdens as if they're our own. And that fulfills the law of Christ. And what's the law of Christ? To love your neighbor as you love yourself. And just as Christ loved you, you should love your brother. And he loved you so much that he went to the cross to die for each and every one of us. I mean, we just coming and tuning in or, or just saying your prayers, that's great. But if we're really, if we're really serious about changing this world, then, then we gotta, we got to get a burden for people. And, and what I'm expressing to you is that 2021... I'm praying that we are people of burdens. Not, not praying burdens into our lives for sickness or, or anything like that, but we get a burden for the lost. We get a burden to serve. We get a burden to reach out to people. We get a burden to love. We get a burden that that person that we, we had an argument with back in 1982, that you can finally go to them and say, <laughs> you, we don't even know what we're fighting about anymore, do we? Let's, you know, I'm, I'm an idiot, you're an idiot, let's, let's make up. Okay? That's how me and Arianne talk. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You're pretty. Let's, let's, make, let's make this right, okay? So, I mean, what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, it's like, it's like we just keep piling on thing on top of thing. But I'm, I'm telling you that we need to be burdens of people because if, you're, if you read the Bible for what it says, it says that the genuineness of your faith, if you can be... Christ-like, it's more precious than gold, and you will be tested, and you will become stronger, and you will be found to praise, honor, and give glory, because the way that you receive other people's burdens, and pray for them, and love them, because of that, then the revelation of Jesus Christ comes through you. That's the gospel right there, 1 Peter 1. All right? Burdens bring glory. Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and we are his heirs, joint heirs, and if indeed we suffer with him, then we will be glorified together. 
So if we want to bring the glory of God with the glory of Jesus Christ, if we want to present the love of Jesus Christ, then we have to become people who are burdened by the things that we see around us. My yoke is easy. You guys, want, if you're doing a song, you want to come on up? Or, or you're up next, okay. But I have no biblical reference for this, and I've told you this before. But in my prayers and in my vision, I, I see Jesus Christ as a, as a yoke maker. I think he made yokes. Um, I think the workmanship and the, the um, precision and the patience to make those um, perfectly is, is perfect work for our Lord and Savior. And when he spoke about his yoke, people connected that, I think. That's just me, all right? But here's, here's the deal. At a time when we're separated and when we can't get together, I, I, I'm telling you that now is the time, now is the time to reach out to people. Now is the time to bear up burdens. Now is the time to pray for people. Now is the time to show love. Now is the time to reach out. Now is the time to say, I'm sorry. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So in 2021, my prayer, and I'm inviting you to join me, my prayer for Star Church is that we become people who are burdened by the burdens around us. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142, El Dorado, Illinois 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church. Thank you.